Centimetre Perfect. Hello and welcome to the Centimetre Perfect podcast. My name is Joseph Bianco and joining me as always is Julian Zakari, Christian Bazzizi and Kirillos Rascala. Lads, how are we? Very, very good. Very good. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Kirillos, I just didn't get a response for you, from you, nah, sorry. No, nah, I'm all right. Didn't want to interrupt anyone. Oh, yeah, I was also chewing down on my minties as well. So, oh, and and how's, <laughs> how's your phone plan going? It's uh actually pretty good. Um, so this... far, so Joseph, tell me about what you heard this morning about uh about my phones. Oh yeah, so I was on a yeah, so I went about a, uh went for a exercise with some friend with one friend actually who lives within five k's. So no rules being broken. Um. And she did mention that uh, she enjoys the podcast, but um, she does like the comment about Kirillos' phone, that the phone's getting going. So, um, she does. <laughs> yeah, she liked, does that, look, she liked that, that comment. That's a weird, I don't know. I don't know, you, I don't know how you came up with that, Kiri. I don't know what that. Yeah, I don't know oh, where that came it was from. Like you were trying to reference a movie or something and it just backfired completely. Like It, it, it just backfired completely because... I lost, I lost all context of what I was saying in that moment. Don't <laughs> just get me going, boys. It's now become a become a thing. I was yeah. so confused. Yeah. Man puts minties and and phones before the centimeter perfect podcast. <laughs> you see where your priorities lie. Now I don't think our podcast is about minties or telephones. So um about the footy. Yes, and uh round fifteen. Well it was an exciting round. Christian, would you like to take us through the round mate? Uh yeah, sure, why not? Touch base on the first game for us. This was oh, this huge. Is a replay, fellas. I was Ging up. I was Ging up <laughs> Let's go <laughs> So uh, Alistair Clarkson um yeah that's a interesting topic. Uh, do, I, do I need to say it again? Yeah. Uh, oh, mate, I think you ripped into him enough last yeah. week. Do I need to? <laughs> Hand in your resignation. Come on. <laughs> so let's start It's on record. Sorry, Chris. It's on record. It's I think I said it in like episode two that I said crows are better than Hawthorne, or they're at a better stage uh, uh, at the club than Hawthorne. And lo and behold, fellas, Christian, take it away. Give me, give me, give me the rundown. So here we have the first game of the round on a Tuesday night on a doubleheader. Adelaide won by 35 against Hawthorne, 83 to 48. Let's go. 35 that, that, that points, is, mate. And the real big guns. They came in the big guns of the Crows. Yes, they have big guns. Um, ben Keys. Name Ben Keys had a good game. Ben Keys. Yeah. Crocker was dropped and they got a win. <laughs> <laughs> Not good enough. Benny Crocker. Um, look, I'm actually I was wrapped that the Crows got the win. Um, it was just it was good to watch. Kiros, what did you think of that match? I thought it was good. You know, um, I didn't watch the match, but I saw the last couple of minutes of it and saw um, Adelaide wanted it. Adelaide, Adelaide wanted a win. Oh my god, their pressure was outstanding. Hawthorne, yeah. Hawthorne, Hawthorne had had no no effort whatsoever and and. To be, see, a team that is winless for the season, their 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 honour would be hurt. Their honour would be hurt. But the fact that they came out and didn't let that affect them, it just shows that that Hawthorne, Hawthorne aren't ready to play footy, footy this year. They're they not ready. They're not ready there. for it. Yeah, look, 
boys, there's, it's something that really peeves me off a lot with Hawthorne, and it's, it starts at the top with Alistair Clarkson. Um, we we touched on it um, before on the podcast, saying how bad North Melbourne's year has been and how bad Hawthorne's been. You know, I just want to stick it to the media a bit, saying it's all, it's all funny, right? Saying, oh, Adelaide are the worst team in the comp, blah, blah, blah. They're terrible. Do you realise where they're at? They have a new coach, but they understand where they are in the season. They know that they they have to rebuild at the end of the year. Yeah. They know they're going for a rebuild for, uh, stage. Yeah, they know they're, they're headed. Yeah, they're going to go like, well, Yeah, exactly. So they, they didn't expect much out of this year. But um, still, that like when I watch their games, Adelaide have been competing. But when you look at Haw- clubs like Hawthorne and North Melbourne, they don't want to admit where they're at. Hawthorne, yeah, Alistair yeah, doesn't true. want to admit that he's, the, his team needs to be uh, full. Re, re, uh, the, the, issue is, the issue is with clubs so like North that. Melbourne. The issue is with clubs like that is that they're too proud. I mean, yeah, they've, got so, that, they've got so much yeah, pride, especially because well. they Sorry to cut you off, Kirillos, but no, you're right. just judging, as um, as I've said in the, uh, in the past, and I'm sure you guys said it as well, um, that three Pete and Alistair Clarkson being able to win four flags, that's something that they hold. Very uh, dearly uh, them and close to them. And I think now um, this is where they've actually, you've actually got to realise, so if I'm being serious, they've got to realise, okay, that's, we're not that team anymore, obviously. We've got only a few players that played in those all four of those flags or even not even probably the three-peat, actually. Mm-hmm. So they've got to look at themselves and say, right, we need to start from, from scratch again. We need to go yeah. through the draft. And, and that's, to get high draft picks. And, yeah, and, that's where it takes time, on. and that's where I've seen a lot of people questioning Alistair's patience at the moment. Is he really the coach to get it done? And the way he approaches the media, you, Matthew Nix doesn't make any um, excuse. Even uh, Longmere from Frio, uh, you know, I, I see the way they approach their their interviews after the game. You know, and they they're never like uh, jumping around the issue. Alistair Clarkson goes. Oh, but the draft is compromised, pretty much what he said. I mean, we touched on it last week. It is a bit compromised at the moment. But you don't see uh, Adelaide or Freo going, oh, yeah, you know, we're, we're bad and we can't even rebuild this year because, oh, the draft's compromised. No, they say we'll work on it. We'll work to, to, to get him better. There's ways of working around this. It just seems like he wants an easy cop-out and he's, he's, he's very uh, uh, willing to attack anybody else but then look inwards on his club. And sorry, that's, sorry, that's the most frustrating thing for me. Don't I don't mean to cut you out here, but um, with uh, this is a bit off topic of, of the 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 round, but just with um what with what Alistair Clarkson said about the draft being compromised, it's a bit confusing what he means because what from what he said, he said that Victorian clubs don't have access to to the elites of Queensland, but what confuses me is that. Victoria is also the one state that has the most players coming out of the draft nearly every yeah. single season. So I'm just yeah. And on top of that, Kiri, he he has played. It's not what he doesn't have a VFL team. Uh, I mean, a reserves team or a seconds team. It, like just play some of the, your younger kids. Like give yeah, develop them up. Yeah, give them a chance. Yeah. Like yeah. all right, the draft maybe they're comp- starting to. There's still ways to get around it, but it's yeah. it's still he's still playing. You know, players that are like they're the oldest club in the in the in the league at the moment, and they're you know he, he it's like that insanity thing, the definition of insanity. It's like doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. Yeah. That's Alistair Clarkson at the moment. I'll just keep playing the same team, 
week in, week out. You know, Same he does brand. a few little yeah. few little changes. Same brand of footy, exactly right. And uh, yeah, we'll get the win this week, and it doesn't happen one well, week. Doesn't happen well, this week. Doesn't happen the week after that. And now they've lost that. Essentially, his game plan that he's that he's had since two thousand, he hasn't really changed it much since no. then. That's that's what's really affected him is that these these teams that are are now on top of them and now winning. They've they've had change from two thousand eight to two thousand and twenty. That's 12 years of change that they've had, and he's still stuck on the same program that he started. It's the same boring chip, chip to each other, chip kicks, uh, work it around. You know, it's that real. It's the it's the the game style that won him the three premierships, but in this day and age, footy just doesn't work. Yep. Yeah, games change. Let's move on to the next game now. Um, Christian, do you want to read that out for us, and then Carlos, give us um, your views on this game. Right, so West Coast got a 15-point win over Essendon, 60-45. to 45. Go ahead, Kirillos. Look, boys, I don't know what to say. <laughs> as much as I'm disappointed, as much as I'm disappointed with the loss and that we had that opportunity and, and we just let it let it slip, I'm actually not that upset about about this loss because I like I'm not a coach of a club, but as as a fan who's watching, as as they call them, armchair experts, people who watch from the uh, from the uh, from home on the telly screen. <laughs> I can see that our team isn't a final side this year, and I and I've come to accept that. And I know it's going to be impossible if we make final sweep and come close to winning a game because we're playing catch up footy right now. But the one thing that I like about about our side right now is that we're still very very young. Like I told some of you boys this, the um, Essendon's midfield itself. The average age for the midfield is 22 years old, 22 and a half years old. That that just shows that it's still a young side and has that room to grow. And a lot of the older players are sort of being weeded out, unlike what Hawthorne is doing, where they're, they're sticking to their older players. And that's what I like about Aston's game. It's just now a matter of how their use is with entering into the forward line. I mm. I, I wasn't happy with, with that especially. And the one thing that really got to me with that was that if you're entering into the forward line – or if you're taking a shot at goal, you should not have your full forward be sitting on the railing of the fence behind the goals. I'm sorry, Joe Danaher, what was that? What was going through your head when you decided to sit on the rails while Anthony McDonald Tipping Woody takes a shot from 50? Mind you, Tipper's not a big player. He's not a player who can kick 60, 60 metres. So 50 metres is, is sometimes a push. And although, yes, he, he made the distance and he kicked the goal, where's... Who's going to take that mark? Hooker, Hooker would have been outmarked. Joe Dathur is by far the only player in the side who could have outmarked any of the any of the West Coast defenders. Yet he's the one who was sitting on the bench, on the, not not the bench. He was sitting on the railing. Yeah. Now that's that's one of the dis, mm. one of the disappointing things that I took and out that, of that game. That's a guy that I think has to leave at the end of this season. I don't think he has to leave. I just think he needs I think, to I think step he does. up. I, I think, think he, he, for for himself and for the footy club, I think he needs to leave. Even if he doesn't leave, I think that the reason he sat on the fence, fence and he shouldn't have done it is because he's unfit coming off the injury. Maybe yeah. with, maybe with a good preseason this year and you know the uh, focus, if he can focus on his game a lot, I reckon he could be a bit more dangerous than he is. Work on his goal kicking. Look, it was a bit of a stupid decision to sit on the fence. Uh, yeah, gave up the position pretty much. Gave up a position if that ball dropped short. What's he going to do? Jump off the fence? He, uh, the opposition shepherd could have just bumped him straight back over the fence, you know. Um, but yeah, what you're saying with the midfield, I think. Look, I agree with you. 
But also, and I don't want to get into it now because it's probably going to be a long, long discussion, but unfortunately, Essendon have been a very mediocre team for a very long time. And it's like, when is it going to be time for them to stand up and stamp their authority in the in the season and, and uh, you know, stop trying to... It's always like that medium. You're almost there, Kiri. It's like the Essendon is mm. almost there, but it's, something's missing. And I don't, I don't, I don't disagree know. with you. I don't disagree yeah. with you. And, and I'm not and trying like, to be rude and just... No, like, no, no. I totally rapid. understand. Essendon, Essendon's not, not a great side, and we're not going to be for another another 10 years at least. 10 years? 10 years wow. at least. That's, 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 that's a long that's, time, that's, mate. That's, 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 the reason why I'm saying that... I think it's about five years. wrong. I think you're wrong. The reason why I'm saying that is because... Let me say something, Kirillos. All right. You've got a new coach coming in next year. I want to ask you a question, okay? And tell me if you do this. Joe Danaher goes to Sydney, okay? Hypothetically. But there is a trade that happens. Tom Papley wants to come to Victoria. If you are the Essendon Football Club and Sydney is saying, we will give you Tom Papley if you give us Danaher, do you take that? Well, I, uh, I'd consider it, but I wouldn't do want you to. you take it, yes or no? Uh, you take that any day of the week. Wait, no, take, actually, actually, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't because because the reason why I wouldn't is because we don't need another play, another yeah, small player. Another small. That's what true. we need is another big. Yeah. You need a goal sneaker. You I need another one. You need someone to work with Tipper. But that's what Irving Mosquito is there for. Yeah, yeah but they, Irving Mosquito is too young. That, no, that's too that once, he, once he grows into that age where he can goal sneak, we don't need. We essentially we only Papley after a couple of years then. And don't you have Fantasia as well? But Fantasia also wants to move yeah. to Adelaide. Okay. So Fantasia, I, Fantasia goes. But then the thing is, Papley can also move into your midfield. But I, I, I understand that. But right now, the midfield isn't the, the main not problem. The, problem. the oh, main no, problem I is the I agree. fourth line. I agree. Fourth but, line. And, and a play that, that – I, I told you boys a couple of – I told you boys this a couple of times. And, and Joey, you think you th- Ben Brown, good fit for any club at the moment. Any club Ben Brown would fit, fit in. But right now – if Essendon are going to let Danaher go and go to Sydney and there's going to be a trade involved and Papley wants to come to Melbourne, I think someone that that North Melbourne need, they need a player like Papley. Essendon don't. They need a player like Papley to sort of lead that side as well because essentially it, they've left it up to Luke McDonald to lead the side. Yeah. They need um, a player to lead the just, side, which Papley could do. And, and it, sorry, sorry, Joseph. And no, Essendon okay. can bring in Ben Brown and Tom Papley can still go to North and Danaher can still go to Sydney. Either way... Everyone's got their des- their desired wish. Brent Brown has left the club. He's now at a club that could actually prov- perform in five, ten years. Uh, North Melbourne have now got Papley, who is there to help help Luke McDonald with leadership. And Danaher has moved over to Sydney. So if- you're saying so? If Sydney were to give you Papley, you wouldn't take it. You would say no. Yes, Due to I the would, fact you don't really need him at the moment. I, I would sort of had no. curious decision you say. I would okay. Say no okay. Because, fair enough. Because it's a waste of a player, and Papley's too much, too much of a okay. skillful player. I, I, I just, I just don't feel as if your forward line is that great. I think Stringer is a player that, oh, it's if Stringer is going to come and show up, it's, it's never Stringer's always going to be there. You know, he's not always going to be a star. He's, he's got games where he just. Falls off the face of the earth. Anthony oh. McDonald, Tipper Woody. You know what? I I, I take. I used to say Anthony McDonald, Tipper Woody was a twos player, okay? And you know he was just on a bit of, he was thriving on a bit of form and stuff. And there was all this hype around him. 
I'll take that back. I think he's actually a good footballer now. He deserves playing the ones. Irving Mosquito, I think is... I'm just looking at your forward line now. Mosquito, I think he'll get there, but he needs a bit more development. Mm-hmm. And Agreed. I know I also said <laughs> earlier on in the season that Will Snelling was all right, but I'm not too sure about him right now. <laughs> so if, if I'm Essendon, I would actually look at getting someone like Papley. Especially now, you know, Heppel's in your midfield. Heppel's not getting any younger. Yeah? So why not... Invest in someone and bring invest in Papley. Bring him over. He can be, you know, your new, like, goal sneak that can run through the midfield. That's, yeah, I don't know. That's just me. All, but right. All right, fellas, we've got to move on. Yeah. But before we move on real quick, I just want to leave it at um, this. Just leave it at this and we'll move on. Kiri, the thing about the 10 years, that was obviously not true. I think we all can see that Essendon are it's like almost there. You know what I mean? It's just some, it's almost, and it's, you could you could be a good team next year. You just got to fight. There's something missing from you guys' game. That's that that's not, the problem. That's and, the problem, um, though. I think uh, the yeah, past since 2000. Well, I'm going to go back to 2012. I'm going to rule out 2011, 2012 up until now. We'll rule out 2016 because we had we're missing half of our players due to the, the drug suspension. Mm-hmm. But since 2012, yeah, I understand it was a it was the cheat season. But it's always been Essendon is almost there. Essendon almost there. 2013, almost there. 2014, yeah. almost there. 15, same same situation. 17, yeah. again. 18 and 19, the same situation. It's happened for so long that now Essendon is now in a posi- is in a is in a place where they're now almost there, and they could almost be there for the next five to ten years. But yes, maybe I did go for a bit of a stretch when I said ten years in ten years' time. But it's hard to see the future as an Essendon supporter being a being a great side when it's an almost there situation. It it's never because once they string along a few games, they'll, the reason why Essendon at the start of the year came off really hot was because let's face it, boys, they versed they versed the bottom the bottom sides. There mm-hmm. not one side we have. I think the only side we have beaten so far that's from the top eight is Collingwood. And there might be one more, but apart from that, we have not come close to any team in the top side. We got smashed by Brisbane. We lost to Richmond. We lost to West Coast. We lost to St. Kilda. We lost to GWS. And we've got Geelong this week. If we lose to Geelong and Port Adelaide, essentially we've lost to the whole top eight side, the, the whole of the top eight except Collingwood. Yep. And that's what All I mean. Right. We can't we move on. on side. Yeah, fair enough. We've got to move on. Nah, all good, bro. <laughs> Alrighty. Next, Next game, game is Richmond versus Fremantle, and Richmond won by 27 points, 56 to 29. Very scrappy game. Yeah, yeah it was. Jules, take flat. it away. Uh, I don't know. Just every every hub team has had that one game where they've played flat. I think this was ours one. Hopefully, that's out of the way now, and we can. Uh, play a bit of a better brand next week. Uh, this week, sorry, against Geelong. Um, I think we just had to go up there, do what we had to do, and you know get the W. I think Freo is actually a good side. I don't think yeah, they're building. Yeah, yeah they're I don't good. think the position they're on good. the ladder doesn't sh- show how hard they're working, or because they're very they're competing and um and all that, and they've got a they've got a good uh I reckon they've got a good coach with them, and I just can't wait to see them next year. So credit to the Freo, and yeah, just a scrappy game and move on to Thursday's uh, match. Yeah, they have some great young talent. Uh, Brayshaw, Sarong's coming through. Um, a forward, I think it's Schultz. He's pretty good as well. So yeah, And Tabernacle's a good key forward. Good. Um, good. And led by Fife and Mundy. Um, yeah. 
And Fife is still not playing, I reckon, his best footy at yeah, the moment either. He came in coming off a yeah. an injury as well. So yeah. I think uh I think they're gonna be good for him. Mm-hmm. Even um, Blake Akers. Only played a handful of games for him. Came across from St Kilda, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jesse Hogan looked very good as well. I might, I might. Yeah, add. Hogan, but he'll he'll take a bit to get into it. I think. So. Yeah. he's missed a lot I, of footy. I, th- I reckon he did, had a good game. There was talk about him actually moving to the back line. Yeah, he, I think he, yeah, he did play a bit I up there. He did play yeah. a bit up there on the uh, Wednesday night's game, and he looked he looked at home. Yeah, and then he even snuck forward a few times. And he had, I think he had two shots. Yeah, yeah. They were yeah. at hard angles, so but um. Well, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think um, and one thing one thing I actually noticed. Um, sorry, it's not about gameplay or anything, but I don't know if anyone saw Michael Walters sort of look like he um oh, yeah. up to the coach's box and sort of gave him a fu or something I don't know like what that. That was about that. I don't like that. If if that was towards the coach, that is definitely not on. Yeah, especially not, I think really, Long. Yeah, true. Is a, yeah, he's I a did good coach. That. Look, Longmuir is a great, great. He's yeah. a great. I think he'll be a good coach. He he's come across from Collingwood. He basically. Built our back line to what it is now. I, I, I'm not sure where that's come from for yeah, Walters. I, I think he – Walters isn't – mate, he's not playing the best footy at the moment. He hasn't been playing it for a while. The commentator pointed out that he hasn't kicked a game in the last six games or something or five games or something. That was the first time he's kicked it uh, yep. on Wednesday night, and it was one goal. So yeah, he only, he only don't, don't be looking punches. up at the coach. Yeah, don't be looking up at the coach and swearing – if it was at the coach, who knows if it was just at the sky or if it was to himself. Don't be looking up at the coach and swearing when, um, you know, you're still struggling to find some form yourself. So yeah. I, I think Freya is all right. I, don't, I think that was just a stupid thing to do by Walters. But Yeah, yeah. No, they're definitely building um, for the next few seasons and hopefully some finals from them uh, next year maybe. Uh, Christian, next game. Yep. So uh, Sydney, I think Kirillos predicted this one. Sydney beat Melbourne by 21, 67 to 46. And that was... Where was oh, this yeah. game again? I was, well, oh, I was in, in Cairns. Yeah, so, this was quite a game. Yeah. This was something where, you know, Melbourne, season on the line. I know they're yeah. not out yet, but Sydney, really nothing to play for. Let's yeah. Be nothing much there to play for and really... Just get really good stuff by the Swans, and um, you know, keeps teams um, like the Dogs and Essendon in the oh, race right. for the yeah. Ford. Still, it's so like, Kirillos, hold your head up high, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm absolutely <laughs> wrapped about that. Wrapped about that win because essentially, I, I nearly picked every every win for the week, but this one was my biggest one because I knew Sydney was going to come out firing, and and that's because Sydney's not a side. They're still. You got to remember, they they were a great side six about eight years ago. They're not. They're not. Yes, they are real rebuilding. They are still. Re, they're rebuilding again. In they're they're in a good rebuild situation. Yeah. That that they have sorry. some good talent coming. Yeah, the, they, the choice they the choice not to play Buddy this year. The choice yeah. not to play Buddy this year was very smart. If they get Danaher, um, that's that's a dangerous forward line. And the way they're playing, they beat G, GWS like a few weeks ago as well. Uh, yeah. Now they just Brett Melbourne. I see him in a good in a good position next year, and they're just setting that up with the way they're playing uh, towards the end of the season this year. Uh, I was going to say one thing about um, Melbourne and pretty much any of the that eighth spot on the ladder. It's always um, you know the talks going around now. It's the fight for that that eighth spot. I'm just going to go out and say it. I don't care who gets that spot. 
whoever gets that spot, whatever team it is, unless it's already a team that's in the eight at the moment, like, sorry, Joe, like Collingwood, if they drop down no, to the house okay. or okay. something. If it's a team that's outside the eight, whoever gets that eighth spot, doesn't matter, mate. You, you're done. Because yeah. I can't see all these teams at the bo- that are fighting for it, Carlton, GWS, Melbourne, um, you know, uh, who else? Maybe, yeah, the Gold Coast. Essendon barely. Essendon barely, probably. It doesn't matter. Like, they're not playing good footy at the moment. And they're oh, on, you're 100%, yeah. 100% right. And it just most doesn't of these, matter. gets that spot. It's most just of these teams. Most of these teams are currently playing catch-up footy. That eighth spot now is literally just to fill, fill in, it, yeah, it's fill a, in it's numbers. Yeah, it's a spot. It's a nothing, really. So And, it, and Melbourne just proved that. Like, they could have had a strong position there, and they just... That's a must-win well, game. It's a, it's a difficult thing to say about the eight spot. Like for all we know, for all we know, for all we know, a team could come in. So who have who we got on the ladder at the moment? We've got say Western Bulldogs make the eighth. So I know they won it in 2016 from seventh, but they can come back and win it from eighth. And, and we know they've got the ability to take it up against big sides, but it's just their ability to now continue that pressure and that form. But then again, if that can be with any side that finishes eighth. Really, you just got to be able to take it up to the big sides, but you're not going to if you're playing catch up footy four quarters of the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. I think from that position, you got to like, you got to have no fear. Like you got nothing to lose. But when these teams below, I, like I don't, I just don't. I agree with uh, what Julian said. I don't see them contesting at all. But yeah, from from yeah. A aside from the fact, if it's someone like say I don't know, St Kilda or Collingwood, they drop down to there or something. I Look, I don't even think. So I'll, I'll I'll touch base on Collingwood when we get to the yeah a bit later. Yeah. Um, I don't really see us from eighth. I don't. I agree with you. I don't see a team from um eighth spot really contesting in the finals. But I just want to say one thing about Melbourne. Um, like I think they did get a bit carried away. They beat Collingwood by fifty six, massive win, and then you know you you got to back that up. You've got to beat the Bulldogs. Yeah, you've got to back that up. Lose by four yeah. almost five goals. So. From, and then to beat St Kilda by a few points, big controversy there, controversial there. But um, mm. look, I think they are the most inconsistent football team in the AFL. Yeah, they're a roller coaster form. Yeah, they yeah. are. They so go I mean, up and down. It comes back. It comes back to the fact that they're playing uh, catch up footy. Like right now, yeah. the teams, the teams that are between seventh and 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 tenth. So I think it's from Western. Bull, is it St Kilda? Yes, yeah, St Kilda and Essendon. Oh no, St Kilda to Essendon. Each team has has been playing games with, with catch up footy. Essendon against Hawthorne, Essendon against West Coast, GWS against Carlton last week. Uh, St Kilda's had a game where they've ca- had to catch up. Melbourne's played catch up footy. I'm going to mm. stick by what I say. You can't win with catch up footy. Yeah. And and you can't you can't find form if you're consistently starting behind behind the eight ball. If you're starting behind the game, you're not going to catch. It, it's it's hard to play that with with in finals if you're not consistent with 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 that with those winning streaks, and yep. that's the problem with those with those sides. It's it is we got to take into account it is a tough a tough year with what's going on around the world and even in Australia, mm-hmm. but also this this the, essentially this was any one season this year. This 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 season was from from Adelaide to Western Bulldogs. Anyone could have won it, but some of these teams. Of course, entered rebuilding stage. Some of these teams are already built. Some of these teams are already great, great teams in the next two, three years. But we got to look at the fact that 
you got to actually bring 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 your A game to the to the to the field, or else you're not going to compete. Yeah. 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 yeah fair enough. Oh, let's get on to the next. Yeah, we'll move on to the next game. It was a bit of a weird one, but uh, Giants beat Carlton by nine. The score is forty-eight to thirty-nine. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that was kind of was a weird Carlton. Oh, it's just so annoying to see when you. Oh. I mean, I it's love it. Annoying. It's just annoying. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I love it. it. You're yeah. annoying, but it's annoying for me to see. It's, probably, it's definitely annoying for Carlton fans to see. They have gone through the biggest re- rebuild of any other club in the competition for for how many years now, and still no reward. And you know, they. I was looking at this game. I was watching it. it was such a such a crap game, but Carlton, Carlton were doing well. Carlton were in the yeah, in the league, them. and then they blew it. They, and they had that's their season. Yeah, that's their season. That's another talking point, I reckon, on David Teague and uh, the staff at Carlton. Um, probably some players as well are in trouble. I reckon at the end of the year, and yeah, it's just not looking good at the Carlton fully. Footy club. They had 49 inside 50s. It's waiting to erupt, yeah. It's waiting to erupt. only had 14 shots on goal. Well, right now, right That's now, something, disgusting. something that Teague, Teague said, uh, it was either today or the past week, he said that no one is in there really supporting Crips. And I'm sorry, you can't actually just pull, put all the pressure on one player. Like, I agree with him in, in what, to one aspect, that all the pressure is on, on, on him. But also... You guys have been in, they they've now they've now been in, in in the lead for two games in a row and lost it in that last quarter. I'm, you can't blame it all on the fact that your team is not stepping up. Okay, maybe you do need an extra big body midfielder. Right now, if if I was Carlton, I'd throw everything at Brad Crouch. Yeah, maybe. That mm. but they do have a very good midfielder. I think, I think Walsh and Kuno yeah, and, and, and stuff like that. Right. I just think Chris is having a very – he's been an average player this year, I'm going to say, yeah. an average player. Jack Martin was very good at the start of the year. He's sort of gone quiet. Sort of, yeah. Sort that, of, even that, that Pittenet, the Ruckman, he Pittenet, sort of started well. And then. Pittenet dropped. Doherty's dropped. Um, a lot of the – it's like they, they, they hit the, the season at speed and then they just fall off and – the wheels fall off, and I don't know why but that happens. That, that could also be that that happens to a lot of teams every season. It always happens to those yeah, teams. Yeah, but it happens. Finish. It's happened to Carlton. It's, it's happened to Carlton so many times. You know, every year, you know, after I mean, say probably after round one, because you know, round one they they lose to Richmond, and then after that, you know, there's questions, and then they come out and they win the next week, and then you're like, but, oh, maybe they're going to show something this time. Yeah, that's. And then they, that's that's they the beat thing. a couple of teams and then they lose again. It's just disappointing. Hey, That's... boys, just before we continue, sorry to cut you off, Kirill Oz. I've right. just got to uh, uh, want to announce something. So the AFL's just released this um, literally uh, like 20 minutes ago. Um, the finals are beginning on Wednesday, the 30th of September. Hey. Wednesday. The 30th right. of September Mid, is the first mid, final. Midweek. Are we yes, doing, a, are we doing a special centimetre podcast? Oh, I tell you what, we are, mate. A finals frenzy. Can That's we, what can it we, is. Can we I got finals fever. Dress Sorry? up in tuxedos and have you some champagne. You can dress up however you want, just as long as I don't see any of your body parts. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> mate, we, we turn the cameras on. Get the cameras and lights. We do our own centimetre yeah, podcast. Yeah. Brownlow special. Yeah, Brownlow special. Um, anyway... Do you want to touch on the last game? 
Yeah, sure. All right, so we had Brisbane versus Collingwood, and Brisbane got an eight-point win, 42-34. to 34. I'm going to say it. No, 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 no. Let me go first before you just... <laughs> um, that was a very good game. That was such a good game, I reckon, as any supporter watching that game that was fast and intense, and it was it had ups and downs, you know. Uh, Collingwood, sorry, kicking... The goal really um, in the last quarter, you know, they thought I thought uh, Collingwood would, would come back as, you know, they usually do probably all the time. Um, but then credit to Brisbane, I think you guys were just coming at them and throwing every, everything at them. And I think me including a lot of people, uh, because it's Brisbane, and you know, they haven't um, they haven't been a good side for a very long time. You know, last year was just the start of something. I I expected them to crack under the pressure. I was watching them going, Collins throwing everything at them. When are they going to just, like, when, when's the time that they're going to break and, you know, and, and uh, not be able to sustain this, uh, the amount of pressure and form they're, they're hitting in this game. And credit to them, they they stood up. They stood up to you and you threw everything at them and I think that was that was pretty good. Yeah, uh, they're by a very good part. football side and it, this is what I'll say. They were, they were a better team than us. Collingwood is not a top four side, and no. I say that, and and yeah. I mean that. Yeah. You cannot be a top four side. I don't even know if you can be a final side when you have 41 inside 50s and only get nine scoring shots. That is pathetic, absolutely pathetic. The end of the season, this football team needs to look at themselves and look at the direction that they're going at. Either they're going into the direction where we're still a chance to win a premiership, which I don't believe at the moment, or we're going for a draft and we're going to get some new players because something needs to change at the club. It's just, it's ongoing, you know. It's like, they're like a girl that leads on a guy, seriously. They lead <laughs> us on for so long as if, you know, we're getting places. All these, uh, all these videos every week behind the pies and all that and uh, this, they have a documentary in the off-season and it leads to this, nothing. It's just, the forward line is terrible. It's like... Mason the Cox is of the AFL. Can I just jump, oh, can I just jump in real quick, Joseph? Can I just yeah. jump in real quick, Joseph? You guys are doing a lot better than Essendon and Carlton right now since Essendon hasn't won a final for over 5,000 days and Carlton hasn't... Curious, that's a, beside the yeah, point. Yeah, I expect that. that. You guys have won I a grand final. That. You guys have won a grand final very... Re- 2010 is very recent. Yeah, you guys have John, won one 10 years ago. No, nah, but that's but, what he's saying. Point. You're missing the point. You're missing you're the point. Missing the point. That, because that I don't care about because at the end of the day, I can wake up in the morning knowing my team is better than Carlton and Essendon combined. But <laughs> I just cannot handle it anymore when they say, when Buckley gets into a press conference and goes, oh, you know, we'll beat in this way, this way, this way, that way. No, the clear problem is there. Our back line stands up. Our midfield is working. But the problem is our forward line. Yeah, you get no reward for effort. Yeah. We, we have no – we add no – Scoreboard pressure. Like, yeah, Jaden Stevenson, he was... After after his first season, I bought his jersey. Mm. I, I, I love Steve-O. But what are you doing? You show no aggression. I know... That, that tackle in the middle was... That is yeah, pathetic! Yeah, that, that was a huge... Like, even the commentators are saying, you got to take him out. And, you got to show aggression! Yeah. And why is he even there? Why yeah. is he... Far up the ground. Go, unless they moved him. I don't know. It's and that's probably, the other thing. 
Darcy Moore in the forward line the last quarter because they're trying to create something. No, stick with your plan. Don't go and change anything. Darcy Moore's your best defender right now. They just look for that for a spark, I believe. Oh, it, it's yeah. no spark. I'm sorry, oh, I, it's not. No, a spark. I agree. No, I'd I'd agree I agree. I'm not that saying that he did provide a spark. I'm just saying yeah. they were looking for that. Oh, yeah. Oh. I I was quite happy with that move forward, and like as a, as a footy fan, you love to see a defender kick a goal. You love to see it. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah, mind. When it's that, a game like this, when you're in a game like that, you you if you're a good contender for a premiership, you shouldn't be needing to do that. That just shows the desperation, which I agree. Yeah, but exactly. I, 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 like I'll say this, I I um I didn't mind the move because it shows the boldness of Buckley that he understands that the that there is a problem down there. And he's, like some coaches will just continue to play the game how it is and you know try and get him a rev at quarter time. Buckley goes, no, we've got to do something. Let's let's shift the magnets around. And it happened to be Darcy Moore. In my opinion, Darcy Darcy Moore has been put in the forward line before this uh before. Uh, in another game this season, am I right, yeah. Joey? I remember yeah. seeing that. Yeah, uh, it's happened a couple it, of times. It, yeah, it, it didn't work too well. So well, that being said, I, I would have said like maybe try Maynard down there, which is sounds weird, but the aggression he showed on Friday night was it Friday night? Is it t- Saturday today? God, I'm losing yes, my mind. Yes, yeah, Friday last night. night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Friday night last <laughs> night. I um I think he could have done some damage in the forward line. Who knows? He looked like a bit of a bull yeah. back in the in the back line. Sorry, yeah, you know, he took that, do that around. Early, that yeah. being said, though, yeah, that being said, it does reek of desperation. To, um, throw in more in there because oh, you guys what? are really struggling in yeah. the forward. Yeah. Oh, I don't think that. Okay, you can move a player forward, but I don't think you're gonna move the best defender. I know, I know, That's I know, but it, like it, I don't agree with that. You're trying to just. Yeah. Something, well, so. well, then you've got to, they've got to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, we're nowhere near um, where we want to be. We are not near a premiership. Just that's all I want. Collingwood, I know it's not working at the moment, but just face facts, please, because like, you, you, can I be on? I don't even want to make finals. Because I just have this feeling that we are going to go out first round. Unless we miraculously get all our players back and they all are 100% fit, ready to play, I don't know how we're going to go. Yeah. Yeah, Fair yeah enough. I agree. Anyways, let's let's move on. Julian, um, you have uh, you want to talk about Sydney Stack? Uh, yeah, I want to talk about that incident. But firstly, I want to, uh, it sort of ties into uh, a bit of a segue into that incident. Uh, incident. Basically, um, I, I wanted to, I've been wanting to talk about it for a while, but you know, last week we were speaking about other things, and I think this week probably the best time to uh, talk about it. Uh, the fact that the the media in football at the moment, I think it's not being talked about enough, and I think the media in football is such a disgrace at the moment. They're always looking for a narrative, always looking for a story and and something to bring down a team or so when people – when you're in the news and you go, oh, I've got a scoop, I've got a story, that's all well and good. But in, in footy, it seems like they're trying to create fi- uh, fiction out of non-fictional events, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. The the fact that um, there was an article written about Nathan Buckley that he's hollow without a flag. Who the – who what you, what, you read his mind and he's hollow without a flag, is he? Yeah. That's haunting that's- him. What what are you trying yeah. to do? Like, what's the media trying to do here? Like, 
I know that me, uh, Richmond's been in the – and uh, it's going to sound like I'm defending them and I'm biased, but if it was – okay, we'll go with Collingwood, right? Yep. They're, they're rivals of Richmond. All year we've been talking about, oh, you're a racist club. You know, they've been – you know, different things been coming out about your, your club. Remember, Joey? Yeah, yeah. Jordan Dugowie with the allegations and then yep. – Lumumba. Yeah, yeah. The, like the media just straight away jumps onto that and goes – you're a racist club. They start typing up articles that, you know, your culture's bad in there, blah, blah, blah. Really trying to, like, uh, bring that team down. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what um, makes on, the headlines, mate. Yeah, on, yeah, I know it does, but it, it shouldn't – it's so it's so sickening to see. Even the yeah, fact – it, it, it um, with Richmond's off-field issues this year, you know, there have been some that are, we touched on about, and they're like – we said, oh, it shouldn't have been a big deal out of. The media constantly, oh, what, what's Foston doing to his arm? Is that is that like him injecting drugs into his arm or something? Like trying to bring down, really trying to shoot down clubs. Yeah. And it's always going for the um, – it's the always, Big names. The yeah, they're always oh, going whether, for the big Whether name, it be shoot down clubs or even shoot down players, like just in regards to what happened with Sydney Stack and, and Cullum Jones or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, I want to move what, on to that, yeah. What – what, what was important about saying Sydney Stack had his card declined? Exactly. That's Leaving. an embarrassment to the player. That that a play, a, he's a player that earns good money as a footballer. Well, is, that's, what, that's, what, that's my what? point exactly. Sorry, Q. That's my point exactly. Adding in details and shifting the way of wording to to try and um to make a player embarrassed or make a team look worse than they actually are is just. I know it happens in the media a lot. But for it to keep on happening, I've seen it a lot this year. It's so, so annoying and so disgusting. Buckley's hollow without a premiership. What, where'd you get your evidence from, mate? And then when, as soon as I picked up my phone on yesterday, uh, on Friday, and I saw the Sydney Stack incident, Sydney Stack fought outside of a, uh, in a brawl outside of a nightclub. Uh, straight away... A, a article is published about the the Tigers, and I'm not saying they they did uh, they didn't do wrong. They did wrong, and I'm gonna roast them soon. But the brawl a brawl happened. This it's out of a strip club. Blah blah blah. You watch the 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 footage. It was an attack. The guy hit him first. It was no. It wasn't like they started it. I was reading all these articles, going through trying to find what really happened at work, and I was I was panicking. I was like, wow, Sydney Stack really started a fight. Blah blah blah. You know, they publish crap without even um, finding out the full story yeah, first. They fabricate yeah. it. Uh, they fabricate it exactly. Yeah. It's, and it's so it's annoying. Just a, it's my it's pet peeve. Right? Yeah, it's my it's pet peeve. Especially. Because, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, Joey. Nathan Buckley one especially. It's um, Collingwood are going through an especially hard time at the moment uh, um, with their injuries, with their um, with the way they've been playing recently. And then on top of that, you, 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 it's like they're trying to throw the doubt into players' minds. Oh, we're being led by Nathan Buckley, and he's he's been he's he's hollow without a premiership. Can he really lead us there? What do you? What's the media trying to do? They're trying to create some sort of story. Um, the here media to, is a, a disgrace. Like their yeah. main objective, really, from what you from what I'm hearing from you, is their main objective is to bring down a team, but they're bring doing it in the in the wrong yeah. way possible. Yeah, in ways that are, in ways just, that are, if if a team deserves to be scrutinised, they do. Like let, let's say we go back to, uh, I don't know, Essendon's drug scandal. Of course, they they deserve to be in the media and be talked about and written stories about. 
or of course with if they have the full story. But you, but teams like for, what Collingwood have had an issue what in the in like years ago with this racism thing, and that, that we haven't even got the full story, and already judge judgments on Buckley being a racist, uh, judgments on Maguire and things being a racist, or you know what I mean? Do you guys? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely. Yeah. Sort of to my words here, but um, yeah, that's. That's really annoying me at the moment. Uh, the and then the fact that the media as well, um, they go, oh, why don't players open up to us? Why don't they talk to us and be more, a bit more open? You know, we should see players be a bit more, you know, that character of players can't even express themselves these days because they always shot down. Boston did a stupid celebration in the club rooms. Straight away, it's linked to drugs. What the hell do you know? Yeah, Where'd I you know. get your, your crap? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, move on to um, the Sydney stack <sighs> for me. Just, just bring that up briefly. Just try not to get too angry. Oh, I know God. this touches your heart. Just like it's just. Oh, we need it a therapist session here. So we need to bring in a therapist real quick. You might, you might want to have, um, I don't know, put down your headphones a little bit, fellas, and anyone else uh, uh, listening to the podcast. But I'm gonna start it off like this: Sydney stack. You had a, an amazing year last year for a first-year player. For a player who was missed out on the draft, nobody took a pun on you. I really believed in you, mate, and it hurts a lot when I pick up my phone and I see this rubbish. CCJ, Callum Coleman-Jones as well. I'm going to start with the sad points of this. Um, pretty much, I think these two players, they're in a vulnerable position now possibly be sacked at the end of the year. And I wouldn't even hold it against the club if they uh, if they did that. Um, I've, I've, I feel I do feel a little bit for them, of course, because they're young players, and you know everyone slips up once in in their career. But this is where it annoys me. CCJ and Sydney Stack, you guys have been out of the team for so long, in and out of the team for so long. What are you guys doing? Instead of working on your body, instead of working on your skills and your fitness, you go out to a, uh, oh, oh. To a strip club. I had to stop myself there. <laughs> I was about to drop an F-bomb. You go to a strip club, <laughs> drunk, mind you, in, in a period where the coronavirus uh, is floating around and the fact that the Brisbane uh, uh, Premier uh, gives – it's a privilege to the be up Queensland there. Premier. The Queensland Premier, sorry. It's a privilege to be up there. And what do you do? You spit in the face of of the Richmond Club. You spit in the face of the AFL. And you spit in the face of the Queensland government. To be drunk on a night out where the rules were were set in place. Brooke Cochin breached the the rules a month ago. So there was no doubt at Richmond they would have had a meeting about COVID-19. And what do you do? You go out and you, you fluff it. You fluffed your season. You fluffed... You make now there's there's questions coming back to the club unfairly I reckon they're questioning our culture they're questioning our coach because of a mistake that you two idiots made. This is not on in in this season. It's not on in any season. What are you doing drunk on a on a uh, Thursday night or whenever it was? Uh, instead of you know you have trading the next day you have match you have a match sim you have uh, meetings and and Sydney Stack are more. Um, Crucial of him, I think, because I see the amount of talent he had last year. He had an amazing year. He went out by injury. That's the only reason he missed the premiership 
he missed the yeah the premiership game because he had an injury. He would have been a lock for that for that um, side, in my opinion. And he's come back into the team this year. You know, you think after missing a game, you'd find some hunger, you'd find some uh, pride to get back in there. I go on his his uh, his Instagram, and all I see is his stupid TikToks. <laughs> he's bloody dancing in front of a camera. <laughs> is this a job? If I was dropped, I'd be so bloody embarrassed. I'd be, I'd be embarrassed to show my face. This is to any player, but oh, Sydney Stack. I'd be embarrassed to show my face again if I got dropped out of a senior team. I wouldn't be dancing like a like a knobhead in front of the camera. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be in the gym. I'd be trying to get my body right. I'd be working on my fitness. All right, pipe down, pipe down. Callum Coleman Jones. <laughs> Callum Coleman-Jones has been in the system for a few years now. And we I think I've seen him bloody three times, once or some crap. I don't even know because he's so irrelevant, right? And I know it takes a while for Ruckman to to um, to build, uh, to, to develop. But, mate, I've seen no development with your body, no development with your skills. <laughs> and then you go and take the piss out on a, on a night out like this. In, in the conditions of COVID like, like this, the way I'm feeling right now, these players don't deserve a second chance. And if the club do give them a second chance, I don't know if they will. They better make the most of it. I, I want to see this be the fuel for some, for these two players, especially Sydney Stack, to work themselves back into that team and play as good as he was in the 2019 season. Because it's absolute it's rubbish to what they did. And Just that. Uh... Sorry, uh, just just, just just to lighten up the mood a bit, just to lighten up the mood a bit. Currently, Sydney Stack and CCJ's season. Wasted. <laughs> exactly. Is that the GDA sound? That's the GDA sound. <laughs> That's the GDA sound. Okay. He's, he's exactly right. It's wasted. And well, if wasted. he ever listens to this episode, that would not lighten his mood. No. Um, but... Yeah, I just want to add to it. Yeah, uh, go for it. A little bit more, um, you know, CCJ. Uh, he's he's a bit he's a more quieter with, with Sydney. I'm a bit more uh, throwing a bit more scrutiny on Sydney because of what he posts on his social media instead of actually working on his footy. And you know, I, I don't know what he does in his spare time. You know, he probably could be working hard, but the way he goes about his social media, you're a, you're a AFL player, mate. You can't be doing this. Like I'm not saying don't express yourself, but when you get dropped, aren't you embarrassed, mate? And the, you weren't even a draft pick. What, fellas? Bit of the what truth. Is that? What was that? Trying to lighten the mood, Kiros. Oh. The phone's getting you going, <laughs> Kiros, mate. what was that? Yeah, what was what, that? What could I say? My phone's get me going. Idiot. <laughs> oh my god. Don't don't rev me up, mate. I'm already angry. <laughs> um, oh, I, I thought you were looking at Sydney Stack TikToks. <laughs> Actually, it was a TikTok ad. All that was missing was Sydney Stack. Uh, yeah, but um, he wasn't even a draft pick. We took a pun on him. He's had a he's had a rough childhood, a rough past, you know. And because of that, a lot of clubs didn't want to pick him up. And we gave him a chance, and he spat in he spat in our hand. We gave we gave him the plate to eat from, and he spat in it. And to earn the trust back, it's a big big ask now. But you know, I'm not even surprised if these two players at the end of the year. They get say goodbye, and you know, especially Callum Coleman Jones, he's in a very vulnerable spot 
we have a rock dilemma at the moment. Chol, Soldo, Nankervis, mate, and you slip up like this. Oh, I've got no, I've got no uh, remorse for you guys. And uh, you know they deserve every bit of, unfortunately, every bit of uh, criticism that they're going to cop. You know, apart from Touchwood, any racist remarks or any, you know, um, irrelevant remarks to what the situation was but you know they deserve all the criticism and i i agree with the fine hundred thousand dollars and 10 games uh even the fact now apparently sydney stack isn't going to pay the money just what a load of shit what a load of shit mate yeah can i I just quickly say i think if richmond are planning on getting rid of sydney stack and ccj there are if you're gonna say gonna be, yes, then I'll say no, 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 no. That's not what I'm. That, that's not what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say they're better off sending them through the through the trade because they could get some some good stuff off Sydney Stack because Sydney Stack, you can't rule him off because he had he had one good season, but you can't rule off the fact that, that he had that one good season. He's not gonna have it again. He could. Bec- he's still young. He's still got that chance to become a great player, but it's he's still fresh, really. But if Sydney, if Richmond really want to capitalize on on a loss, let's say a loss, because they if they do get rid of him, that's that's essentially a loss for the side because Sydney Stack isn't bad. But if they're going to capitalise on this loss, best thing to do is send them send them away to another club with a trade because that there will, well, will boost. Well, look, fair them. enough, but I, I don't know what, t- to, what team wants two players that uh, break rules and break club values and... Well, full of the face of the club, but Essendon's full of drug cheats, so I don't see what to expect <laughs> plays like this what? would do. What? do you want about Kieran? All right, that's it. I'm, that's it. I'm what not an idiot. That's... I'm, I'm right. blacking out. I'm blacking yeah, out. You are. Uh, 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 you are a flog. Uh, <laughs> had, to, had to be said. Had to be had said. Had to be said. You are a flog. Anyway, let's get into our uh, likes and dislikes for the week. So, um, if we keep it short. Uh, Kirillos, directed at you. Um, just take it away. Alrighty. Uh, so I'll start off, keep it nice, sweet, and short. My yeah, life for I'd this week is Sam Draper. Sam Draper, nice, and he's he's starting off his uh his career this year essentially. Nice player. He's he managed to nice. keep keep Nick Natanui to a to a decent amount of touches, and even even he had five touches himself. Well. Had five touches, but he stopped him from from capitalising on on. He stopped Natanoi from capitalising on the game, and Natanoi could have been mark. very destructive. Who? Draper. He did take a mark. He didn't take a mark. He did. I'm looking at it right now. He didn't take a mark. <laughs> did he? Did he not? Oh, he didn't take a mark, but he laid some. <laughs> he, he laid some major tackles. He laid some major tackles on uh on Natanoi that that really tackles. affected that really affected uh Natanui. Put some good. Mm. Body no, pressure. I guess. What's, oh, yeah, right. yeah. what's but, your dislike? But my dislike at the moment is uh, essentially what we've been talking about with the uh, with the media and and stack and and um, CCJ, but mostly just the media pulling out pulling out their stories out of their out of their uh, backsides and talking talking and just trying to trying to bring down these players. Like I said this before when we were talking about it. Why do you have to bring a player down and, and mention that he he got it he got his card declined. Well, come on. Yeah. What I'd, is it exactly? What I'd be embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed if if my card declined. Mind you, I don't earn that, I don't I don't earn that much money. But if my card got declined, I'd be embarrassed. And they're AFL footballers. Imagine the embarrassment would be on them 
when you when 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 these these media people have a rough estimate of how much these players earn, and then you go and say that their card was declined, and it just it just it's just embarrassing. You don't have to hurt a player's honor like that. It's 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 silly. And that's my dislike for the week. Just just come on, media, grow up, grow up, stop bringing down people. You you like that big bully in the yard who picks on everyone because you guys are insecure about yourselves anyway. So it, just just stop. All right, yep. Christian. Um, I'll go for my like of the week. It was good to see Adelaide at least get a win. Um, but like they've been competitive in games here and there. But yeah, it was good to see them at least get a win for this year, and at least they have some clarity on where they need to grow, <laughs> unlike Hawthorne. But um, my dislike. Um, I mean, it continues to happen, but for me, Collingwood's lack of identity in the forward line and it's just a it's a it's a big problem yep also like that it. but plus the like i've said before in this podcast the uh delivery going in it's uh not good enough Terrible. um my dislike i'm gonna start with for the week uh, well my dislike um, jeez. sorry jeez Oh, well, oh, I guess that's pretty good. Start with the dislike. It's about Carlton. It's not I. being able to play four quarters. No, I'm just kidding. That's my like. Carlton, <laughs> you <laughs> always make me happy when you lose. Keep it up. You're not playing four quarters of footy. Bloody brilliant. That's my like for the week. It's so good seeing you lead and then just choke. Beautiful. Rings. Smile to my face. My dislike, however, my actual dislike, the Melbourne Footy Club, way too inconsistent. Um, Inconsistency is not going to make, not going to help you make finals. Be consistent. You're such a proud footy club. Get back up there, seriously. Just play. How hard is it? You, you can't win by ten goals one week and then lose by four goals the next week. It's that's just stupid. Just freaking. Be consistent. That's all I have to say. Okay? It just... Yeah. Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. And I don't even support them. I don't even like them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Julian? All right. I've got two likes because one just came out now, breaking news. Oh. But... Uh, what is uh, it? My first like, like Christian said, Adelaide getting their first dub of the season. Very happy with that. Like to see it, especially over Hawthorne when Alistair Clarkson's been so arrogant all year. Shoved it right up him. Uh, my second like, though, breaking news, fellas. Eddie Betts have spo- has just spoken about the Sydney Stack incident, um, and I liked what he said. I think it was it's really nice for a player that's going through a hard time right now, obviously. He said, chin up, Stack man. Uh, we all make mistakes. No one is perfect. I've been the same boat. Uh, got arrested for being intoxicated in Melbourne. We all fall flat. We all fall at some stage, but it's how you bounce back. Yep. Work hard, gain the respect and trust back from the players, coaches and fans, and I guarantee you'll come back a better player in person. And I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man, I'm a bloke that likes positivity. Um, that's why I really idolise people like Nathan Buckley, who's a glass half full kind of man, and uh, you know, a Dimmer and Richmond Footy Club and things like this. And I really like this glass half full kind of stuff. So that is one of my likes. Uh, I've got no dislikes for this week, but I've got a freaking, I've got a confusion. I've got a bloody confusion. What the, why did Maynard hit uh, Mitch Robertson? Yeah. That's yeah. my yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 What got under his skin, fellas? Can somebody 
tell me? Did he hit? Something people are saying he hit Quainar. Some people are saying he, he did nothing, and they were just they were just talking crap. And I don't know I, what the hell's I, going I on. Just saw, I, that I, was one guy asserting his dominance and mate. saying, "I am the king. <laughs> I am King Braden Maynard." All and I he said, said, "Mitchell Robinson, you know your place, you dog." Look, you I, dog. I didn't watch that. I didn't watch it firsthand, but I saw the video of it, the replay. Like, Jesus, Maynard came in charging like a raging bull. Like it, it looked yeah. like looked like Mitch Robinson like, was holding up I'm confused. Or something. Uh, yeah, I'm confused why that happened, and I'm I'm also confused as to why that wasn't a free kick. That should have been a free kick any day of the week. Anyway, don't don't care. Did, did you but, say um, that um, it actually only took uh, it took six players to bring Maynard down? Just saying, six players. Well. Well, actually, but it took Jr. one Liam Ryan, mate. Yeah, that was... That, <laughs> mate, Liam Ryan wasn't even looking at the ball in the grand final. He was going for the body. Yeah, so, mate, yeah. Maynard wasn't looking at anything. He was going straight for the Maynard play. Maynard was going for his the back. ball. That should have been a free kick to Maynard. Maynard should have got that free kick and a block oh, free kick from Dom Chi. I'm talking about the Brisbane game. Oh. Mitchie Robinson had his back to him. and uh, well, just, just, to, him just to... Just to... Um, the reason... From what I heard from the understanding of the Mike, the umpire Mike was... The umpire actually turned around and said to Mitch Robinson and said, you started it. Yeah. From what I so, heard. Mitch Robinson, you are a dog. Celebrating with his teammates and somehow he started it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, let's get on to the last part of today and oh, then we're wrapping it up. Have we got Christian's likes and dislikes? Christian already read it out, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, losing my, I'm losing my bonkers. <laughs> the phone's, phone's getting goers yeah. eating mints before the podcast, mate. I wouldn't. I don't know what else. Yeah, a bit lost already before you started. Team of the week. All right, so we've decided this week that we'll do it as a collective. Um, so I've got to pay. I'll read it out. So from the full back line, we've got Jordan Ridley, solid performance. Um, Jacob Wiedering, I think he's he's an All Australian full back this year. Um, Shannon Hearn was. Pretty solid. Um, half back line, Jack Crisp. Now, we're going for a bit of a sneaky here. Um, Darcy Gardner from the Lions actually played a really good game, I thought, or we thought. So, um, yep, he he gets the chockies and gets to go there. Um, nice. Nick Haynes on the other half back flank. And mm. on the wing, this guy is, I think he's really taken his game to a whole new level this year, Kyle Langford. Oh, from the Essendon Footy Club. Gotta oh, love I'm telling him. you, he's the goat of the Essendon Footy Club. He's, he's only, well, he's you're only... the one that supposedly knows him, so I don't, call I've him up and him bring him family, in. Mate. All right, he's in, the, he's in the hub. You know what, Cole Langford, if you're hearing this, fly back to Melbourne and get on the centimetre podcast, mate. Why? We can just call you him. You call him from where he is. You can call him. That's the yeah. whole point of this Can we, know? Can we, though? Yeah. Was, you know, Anyways, Blake Akers <laughs> in the middle on the other wing. Jared, Lo- Jared Lyons from Brisbane, 27 touches, a goal, and seven clearances. Um, half forward, Liam Ryan, Eric Hipwood, and Anthony McDonald, Tipper Woody. There wasn't much to choose from in key forwards. It wasn't a lot. Um, Jack Gunston, Nat Fife, and Tommy Lynch at full forward. The followers, someone give me a drum roll for the Ruckman. It's always a, it's always hard picking a ruckman. The ruckman. He kept Brody Grundy quiet. Oh man. There we go. There we go. Oscar McInerney. 
I'm yeah, sick of that name. I went to the footy last year to watch Brisbane Richmond, and I had these three girls sitting behind me, just drunk as hell, screaming out, for a whole game. So I can't listen to that name anymore. I don't uh, think your laptop even wanted to listen to that. That cut out midway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Good. Um, the followers, we put Matt Crouch and Zach Merritt. Um, and on the bench, we've got Dylan Shield, um, Brad Crouch, Luke Parker, and Scotty Pendlebury. A lot of Essendon plays up there this week. Well, that's your bias, mate. <laughs> All right, boys, I, I see how it is. Good chatting with you this evening. Uh, yeah. Take care and um, take care, Garnier. Stay COVID safe. Stay safe. <laughs> well, we'll see you, boys. See you, fellas.